Welcome back to Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. I'm Andrew. And today we're going to make our predictions, give our takes for the Week 14 matchup: Vikings Lions at Ford Field. How uh, how are we feeling for this game? Good. Well, I'm good. feeling all right. Hey, is all right. Andrew, good. What uh, what are your, what are your initial thoughts on the fact that the Lions are last time I checked two and a half point favorites? It doesn't. It makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> I get I get the idea that we're keeping these games close, but at the end of the day, we're winning a majority of those close games. There's no way in hell the Lions are going to be like the Eagles or the Cowboys and beat us by you know a large margin, which means it's going to be a close game, which the Vikings usually take. So Vegas thinking that we're going to lose by like two points is ridiculous. I'd agree. I'd agree. Andrew, your thoughts, initial thoughts. I agree with Hayes. I think it's just stupid. And I've like, no one really understands why the odds are like that. I mean, I get it. They're four and one in the last games, but Still a ten and two team. We That's we also yeah we also are four and one in our last five games. So yeah, and I think you could even make the case that we're playing more difficult opponents than Detroit is for their wins. We um, are. They've played Jacksonville, New York, Green Bay, and like Chicago, and their loss to was to Buffalo. Yep. Yeah. So they they beat. Maybe one playoff team. I mean, the Giants are still in the hunt, of course, um, for making the playoffs. So, yeah, out of their four wins, they beat one playoff team, whereas out of our four and one wins, I think we beat two or two, I want to say. Patriots are still technically a playoff team. Jets are still – or I guess – I'm sorry. We beat the Jets, which are a playoff team. Um Patriots, maybe Bills are a playoff team. Commanders might be a playoff team. So we're beating teams that are in the hunt or probably going to make the playoffs. Detroit are beating sub 500 guys. So um, that's not to dismiss that obviously they're winning and they're on a hot streak and they're putting up impressive numbers. But uh, to have them be two and a half point favorites, I think is incredibly disrespectful. Oh, Agreed. very much. Like, if if they gave us a two a two point or a one point five favorite, I would be fine with that because yeah, we are in these close games every single week. Um, so like, I don't think it's disrespectful to give us a slim margin of 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 winning, but to consider us underdogs by Vegas numbers is just shocking. Also, just in comparison to last week, I think we were three-point favorites, and I I feel much more confident against the Lions than I ever did against the Jets. Like, I think the Jets are a lot better than what the Lions are. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree with that. Um, and, I mean, again, I don't think they really – I don't think this 
this Vikings team really cares too much about what the media is saying. Um, but I, I think the fact that the media is so, uh, oh, Detroit's Detroit are favored. Detroit is favored to win this game. I feel like that's going to give them a little bit of uh, um, edge in the sense of like, no, like we're 10 and two, they're five and seven. Like let's, let's just put the hammer down and absolutely destroy them. Like, I, I feel like they had, not that they have something to prove, but more just that uh, they don't want to be disrespected like that. So maybe we might be – we're due for a full game at some point. Um, so let's have it be let's, – let's put a thumping on Detroit and, and not give them any time of day. Mm-hmm. But – I agree. <clears throat> all right. Um, well – so I think we can then move on to our predictions. Uh, this is week 14. As of right now, Andrew leads in all the points uh, with 319. I am in second with 308. And Hayes, you are in third with 284. Um, I'll save you from even having to say it. Yes, you are 12-0 in predicting the winner. So congrats, but we... We aren't counting that, so you don't get any points for that. Oof. Big oomph. Hey, it's nothing. No, no response. I think you covered it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's then start with our fearless leader, Kirko Chains. Andrew, what do you have for Kirk Cousins against the Lions at Ford Field? Kirk Cousins, um, he's going to put up 288 yards, and he's going to have three touchdowns. All right. Why do you think this? Well, in Kirk Cousins' career against the Lions, he has 116 pass rating, 3, or almost 3,000 yards, 21 touchdowns to only two interceptions, and that's just in 10 games against the Lions. Um, and I think the Lions are still a terrible defense, even though they've been playing better defense the last couple of weeks. I think this would be a shootout, um, very high scoring, a lot of yards. So we'll see. I like that analysis. I like that analysis. Hayes, what do you have for Kirk Cousins? I have Kirk at 255 yards and two touchdowns. All right, so a little less yardage, but pretty much what he's averaging all season. Um, yep. Any reasoning for those those number predictions? Detroit defensively is giving up around two touchdowns a game uh, uh, passing-wise and about 250 passing yards a game. So I think it's just going to be one of those, you know, average days for Kirk. All right. Um, I have Kirk throwing for 292 and two touchdowns. So kind of meeting you guys in the middle uh, with same number of touchdowns as Hayes. And you're pretty close with you and yards at 292 to your 288. Mm. Uh, and my reasons were, yeah, somewhat similar. He's averaging about 260 against Detroit in his career. Um, I wrote down the same. I'm sorry, he's averaging about two. 80 in his career against Detroit. Um, he had 260 uh, in week three against 
uh, Detroit at home. So I think um, for similar reasons that you said, Andrew, Detroit gives up a lot of uh, a passing yards, a lot of a lot of yards defensively. Um, so I think Kirk's going to be throwing the ball and uh, yeah, 292, two touchdowns similar to what he's done against Detroit. He's eight and two against the Lions in his career uh, through the 10 games. Any guess what his two losses were? I know one of them. Last year. Yep. The disgusting. Was it, wasn't it fourth and goal? Mm-hmm. It was fourth down for sure. Armand St. Brown. Yeah, so that was the la- that was uh, the most recent loss to Detroit. Um, but up until that point, he had won seven straight because his very first time playing against Detroit in 2016, uh, when he was with Washington, they lost 20 to 17. So, I'm hoping the new nightmare can come alive, throw for close to 300 yards, and uh, just uh, have a nice, solid, consistent game. So. <laughs> For sure. Um, move on to Mr. Dalvin Cook. Andrew, what do you have for the Cook Monster? The Cookie Monster is also going to have a good game. He's going to have 110 yards and a score. All right. The Cookie Monster is going to have a great phenomenal game because the rush defense for the Detroit Lions is garbage. Uh, 135 yards and two touchdowns. Mm. Wow. Wowie, wow, wow. Wowie, wow, wow. What Do you, do you have any numbers on the Detroit's run defense, Hayes? Why uh, you came up I with that it. number? Or no? You're just, I you're had just, it earlier. Like, this season alone, no Nope. They, uh, they think they're giving up about 150 rushing yards a game. Yep. That has to be one of the uh, worst. Team-wise. Uh, they are... Let's see. Of course, it doesn't say. They're horrible, though. They've given up 18 rushing touchdowns, uh, 5.2 yards per carry. They're not good. <laughs> I see it. We're all somewhat similar. Andrew, once again, I'm, I'm closer to you. I have Cook running for 112 rushing yards and a touchdown. He had 96 in week three with a touchdown um, in his career. This will be his eighth game against Detroit. He's averaging about 105 rushing yards uh, a game against them and um, averaging out, he has seven rushing touchdowns against Detroit in seven games, so he's averaging about a touchdown a game. Um, one of his best rushing performances in his career has come against Detroit back in, I think it was 2000 or 2021, um, or no, 2020, 2020 is when he had like the 200 plus yard game. Um, but again, what's what's so interesting is Dalvin hardly plays against Detroit. He didn't play against them at all last year. Only once in 2020, only once in 2018. Um, so 
This will be the first time that he played them twice in a season, I think, since 2019. So, and he knock, knock on wood, I hope, uh, I hope this is Cook's first full season. What did you say, Andrew? I said, and he missed, like, the full fourth quarter of the last game. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Good point. He, like, fumbled it, then got hurt. Yeah. No, very good point. That is the cookie monster. We all, again, have him getting in the end zone. Hayes has him putting up some big – that might be a, a season high, Hayes. Is that did – you, did you check? Is that the most he would put up this year on the ground, 135? Probably I didn't I didn't I can't verify that for sure. Wow, do you know anything, bro? Do you know anything? I know that he hasn't been good, so I would assume one thirty five. Bro, is he's literally the fifth most rusher. He has the fifth most rushing yards in the NFL. It separates him in number ten by forty yards. Okay. So even if he has a terrible game against Detroit, he's still a top ten, top third in the NFL. So that makes him having a terrible season. That's that's uh, for what he's getting paid. You shouldn't be shooting for top ten. You should be shooting for number one. All right, I checked for you, Hayes. It would be a season best. He's he has he has only been over a hundred twice this year. So that is interesting. But he also is getting a lot less carries than years before. Very true. Very true. Um, so, all right, let's move on to everyone's favorite. Andrew, maybe more than others. Justin Jets Jefferson. Andrew, what do you got? I have Jefferson having 124 yards and a tubby. All right, Why'd, how'd you get those numbers? Well, last time we played him, he only had three catches for 14 yards. And a big reason was because they put, like, two safeties on him and a corner, which eventually led to Thielen and the KG Osborne game-winning touchdown. And there's, like, eight holding penalties on their secondary. So if they take the same approach, I mean, we'll just beat him other ways. But I don't see him taking the same approach because it cost him the game last time. And I think Jefferson is – and this offense is just a lot better than it was week three. Yeah, I would agree. I think both teams. I think both teams are a lot better than they were week three. Um, but I, I would. I think we're even better than Detroit's betterness. Um, yeah, I like that breakdown. Hayes, what do you got for JJ? One thirty-six and a touchdown. All right. Similar reasons or? Yeah, similar reasons. You know, he had a down game in the eyes of yardage last week. So I think he'll just get back to his normal normal stuff. Well, boys, I have a huge game from Justin Jets Jefferson. One, six, two in a tutty. Um. <laughs> For similar reasons, you you both said, you know, he was shut down or, or triple or double covered against Detroit in week three. Um, he had a low receiving yardage game last week against the Jets. Um, 
He had he's had two monster games against Detroit already. His rookie year, he had nine catches for one thirty three, and then in the you know the terrible loss last year, he put up eleven catches at the time, a career high one eighty two receiving yards and a touchdown. So, I think. Yeah, I, I, I don't see Detroit being able to double and triple cover him uh, this time around, which will allow him to get open. And I don't see Kirk having back-to-back poor accurate accuracy games. So I think he's going to make some uh, big plays or, or, or toss it up to J.J. to make big plays uh, throughout the game. So 162 and a touchdown. I like that. Me too. Me too. Um, Mr. Adam Thielen, the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee, correct? Correct. Andrew, what do you have for our 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 nice man wide receiver Adam Thielen? Mm, he's just gonna have you know uh, fifty five yards. <laughs> So an upgrade from a week ago. Yeah, I mean, most weeks would have to be an upgrade. <laughs> Hayes, what do you have for the Elmer? Let's too much time on him so then we can uh, talk about keys to winning. Yeah, yeah minus 10 for Thielen. Okay, I, I no, really what do you have? Gave him 45 yards. 45? Yep. No tutties? Shockingly, no. <laughs> Yeah, same boat. I have Thielen, 46 receiving yards, no touchdowns. Um, True or false, Adam Thielen has never gone over 100 yards against Detroit in his career. True, because I just saw it earlier today. Ah. I think that's that's, weird as well. Yeah, I mean, that's you, you played them twice a year. He's typically pretty healthy. I mean, obviously, the last few years, he or like last year, he was nicked up, or maybe it was the year before, whatever year it was. Um, but having never gone over 100 against Detroit during that also that long stretch where he had like 10 or so games in a row going over 100 yards. That means I it probably was, against was interesting. What would you say? I said that means his streak probably ended against Detroit or something. Yeah, it did. Did it? Okay. Yikes. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna lead with that. If Adam Thielen, if I could predict that he would get over a hundred yards, but there's just absolute no way that I could predict that right now. Um, he no. just looks so slow. It's sad. Yeah. Um, Hawkinson, I got 55 yards and a touchdown. That's Jeff for Hawkinson? Yep. All right. Andrew? Um, He's going to have 84 yards and a touchdown. Hey, Andrew, I have 85 yards and a touchdown. Nice. I think uh, the Hawkinson, TJ Hawkinson is going to have the best game uh, of his Viking career. Um, so far, I think his, his first game against Washington, where he had nine receptions for 70 yards has been his best game. And 
Since then, I don't think he's even gone over 50 receiving yards. So he's due. He's used to Ford Field. I think he's going to want to prove himself. Um, This season, we've seen a lot of Vikings go against their former teams and put up pretty impressive numbers. Um, Jordan Hicks and Pat P played well against Arizona. Kirk obviously got the dub on the road against Washington. Uh, I think Harrison Phillips had a pretty big play against Buffalo. So I, I feel the trend continues with TJ, the Hawk Hawkinson. And obviously Andrew, you feel the same way. I do. Love it. Love to see it. All right. Quick. We'll probably next year not do the defense and kicking and stack stuff just because it's not necessary, but for point's sake, um, Andrew, what do you have for Greg the leg? Greg the leg is going to be perfect again. Um, He'll go four for four for extra points, and he'll kick one field goal. Yep. Hayes? Six for six on extra points, and he kicks a field goal. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) You said six for six on extra points and what for field goal? <laughs> he kicks one and makes All right. it. Dang. Love it, Hayes. That's so is that 40 points right there? No, that's 39. No, no, that is we'll six see. times that. That's 45 points. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I, I like it. Um I have Kendricks with 11 tackles as my leading tackler. Andrew? Um, I have Hicks with nine. I got Kendricks with 11. Nice. And quick sack leader, I have Daniil with one. I got Daniil with two. I have Eric Kendricks with one. Okay, Andrew. Yep, a little out of the blue. Yeah, very out of the blue. I mean, we talked last episode. Um, so far, it's only been Daniil, Zadaria Smith, or Patrick Jones, number two, as our sack leaders. So this would be interesting. Um, all right, who do we have winning? Hey, if we'll start with you, just because your 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 points, I'm super curious by. Yeah, actually, we'll start with the gamble. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let's hear it. So the Vikings are gonna just go crazy. They're gonna finally have the game that is most consistent. Uh, they are gonna score forty five plus points. They're gonna have a defensive touchdown, and they're gonna beat the Lions by at least ten points. All right, so a three a three item parlay, I would say. I mean, we haven't even we have not even put up forty. So Hayes is predicting forty five and a half. Um, we have not beaten anyone other than Green Bay by more than two scores. So since week one, um, I think we've had two defensive touchdowns this year. Maybe just the one. We've had one. I don't think we've had one. Uh, uh, technically, I, Kendrick's falling on the ball in the end zone uh, against Buffalo. It's a uh, defensive touchdown. Okay. I guess, yeah. I, I would say that's a gamble, without a doubt. I mean, 
Yeah, I agree. Hayes, nice gamble. I hope you're right. Mine is somewhat similar, but go ahead, Andrew. Mine is also similar. Oh, okay. Um, but it it uh, it's like both teams. So both teams will combine for over 850 yards, total yards, 55, over 55 points, zero turnovers on the game, and two wow. or less punts. Combined? Yep. Very offensive game. A lot of going for it. I would – Hayes, do you have any issue with that gamble? No, that's fine. That is – I would say the yards and points, if that was it, I'd say you would need more. But the fact you're also predicting no turnovers on both sides and either having one team punts zero times and the other punting twice or both punting once, I would say is definitely a gamble. Yeah. So that works. Um, mine is, again, kind of similar. Jared Goff throws Three interceptions, one of which is a pick six, which would be our first one since Pat P's week 18 pick six against the Bears. Um, Goff has not thrown a interception in the last month. He hasn't thrown three all year. Um, and I'm predicting, you know, three with, a pick six. So I would say that is gamble worthy. Yeah, it is. Andrew. Yeah, we'll give it to you. Thanks. All right. Who do we have winning? Give me the Vikings. <laughs> uh, I went back and forth. Didn't really know who to go with, but this defense for, for both teams suck, but Detroit's defense is just, there's something about it where I just feel like they're just going to be even worse this week. I think the Vikings getting some guys back on both sides are going to finally, wow. Okay. Uh, are going to finally, uh, why'd you say sorry, that? Um, uh, watching the world cup, uh, the, the Vikings, uh, defense is going to figure a little bit stuff out. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, the Vikings win the close games. It's not going to be any different with the Lions. If there's a, if there's one team in the league that's not going to ruin your streak of winning one score games, it sure as hell isn't going to be the, the the Detroit Lions. Um, so the Vikings are going to win 45-35, high-scoring offensive game. Uh, I think it's going to be all around, a, finally all around a consistent performance, and it's going to shut everyone up. It's going to be the win that puts you back in those are they contenders conversation on the side? They are contenders. Hey, I have a question for you. Yeah. When you talk about consistency, do you only mean from the offense? It's a great question. Because I mean, you, you say this is going to be a consistent yes, game. Yes. Giving up 35 points. Yeah. So consistency on the offense, because the defense has been consistently garbage. So I already know that, that the defense is consistently trash week in and week out. I see hot spots from the offense and then low points. I need the offense to be consistently great because the defense is always consistently terrible. All right. That makes sense. It's a fair question because I feel like Hayes has complained about both in the past. So um... 
I think because of how bad this defense is, your offense has to always be playing well. And I haven't seen a game where they're playing, uh, you know, they're, they're playing well throughout the entire game offensively. Defensively, I've never seen a game where they're even playing well. Okay. You mean, uh, though, like an entire game in which they played well? You know they have they have moments where they can they can figure it out, but I I this I think, defense is horrible. I think again their first half against the Jets was incredibly impressive, and their red zone defense was incredibly impressive. We shouldn't still be talking about the Jets game, but when you say bold claims like that, Hayes, we got to call you out. Nonetheless, there have been flashes. I like the I like the forty point prediction. Let's hear Andrew's uh, scoring prediction. Um, so the Vikings are going to win 31-26. So another one score, not another one score game. Unfortunately, yes, yes. That's fine. Any breakdown for this, this, uh, score prediction? Um, no, not really. I mean... No. All right. Um, I kind of meet you guys in the middle. I have the Vikes winning 34-26, so technically a one-score win. Um, but I think it will be more Detroit will get a garbage touchdown at the end. So I think we'll be up, you know, 34-18 or 34-19, uh, something like that, um, and Detroit gets some garbage points at the end. So it will technically be a one-score game, but really we'll, we'll have a, a nice – safe heart rate uh, with a few minutes remaining in the fourth quarter for the first time in a while. So we so all like is going to hold their offense to like less than 20 points for most of the game. I do. I do. I mean, I think I, I don't think the yardage will be um, pretty looking, but I think with my, with my gamble prediction and golf throwing three INTs, that's going to help keep points off the board. Um, I don't, I kind of agree with Hayes. I haven't seen anything where the defense is able to um, not give up a lot of yards. So I just think the the turnovers, forcing turnovers is going to help uh, keep the scoring low for most of the game. Gotcha. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. Your little pea brain. Well, I forgot about your whole turnover prediction. Um. All right. Keys to winning. Andrew, start with you. Um. I'd say just the offense, like Hayes talked about, being consistent, like seeing it every quarter instead of just the second quarter and the fourth quarter, which we do a lot better than the first and the third, especially the third. Um just the offense being consistent, Kirk being accurate. Um, I think the Lions offense is really good. I think their offensive line is really good. So I'd say blitz more than you do most games because you're not going to be able to get pressure with just banged up Zadaria Smith and Danielle Hunter. That's a good breakdown. Uh, I, I'm similar in the sense of I think controlling the game clock is going to be huge. Um, last week against the Jets, I, I looked specifically, we had the ball offensively in the second half, 
for 11 of the 30 minutes. Five of our six possessions, we had the ball for under two and a half minutes. And three of those five possessions, we had the ball for under 90 seconds. Um, that's really, really bad. Um, so I think even, I mean, we all kind of predict higher, higher scoring, but even if we're unable to get touchdowns on every drive, putting up points or just putting together nice, long six minute drives, five, six minute drives, keeping the defense, um, off the field for longer periods of time and, and can like having a more even clock control, I think is going to be a huge key to, to beating the lions. Hayes. I think that's where cooks, that's where cooks gonna come in and make some big, uh, some big runs when we need them to. So, yeah, I think time of possession is, is huge. Um, play calling I, I need to see some better play calling especially in the third quarter it always just seems so conservative because we usually have that lead going into halftime or or going into the uh middle part of the third quarter and they just get so conservative take some deep shots I just feel like there haven't been too many deep design plays to like Jefferson Hawkinson uh just do something different against a really bad defense that might not expect it Yeah, I can't argue with that at all. Um, Good. We're we're due we're due to have Cam Dantzler back, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Caleb Evans obviously went on IR, so I think you're going to see some more Duke Shelley. Um, one guy I did not know who's playing a lot of snaps, and I don't know like where on the field he's playing so you guys can help me, but Chandon Sullivan's playing almost every snap. Well, Did you guys know that? Starting slot corner. Yeah. Yeah, he's a oh. slot guy. I did not know that. He's I feel like, like every game. I just feel like we never see him on the or I, I personally watching the game by my eyes, I don't see a lot of Chandon Sullivan. He it's missed that good. tackle uh, against Garrett Wilson last week. Um. So yeah, I think we're shutting down. You know, St. Brown is going to be big. He seems to to torch us quite a bit the last few times we played him. Um. So yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting game. Another thing I had looked at that I thought was interesting, or. I was watching some of the the highlights from the week three matchup against the Lions. And they they went for it on fourth down six times that game. Yeah. And they converted four of those six times. So it was brutal. Not having that happen again will be huge. And the other thing I wanted to point out about that prediction or about uh, that statistic is that um, they were four for six on the game. They were four for five until the, they went for it on, on fourth and one with three minutes and 30 seconds left in the game, and they were still up at this point. So if they pick up that this fourth down here, I mean, they're able to burn even more clock time. But then we stopped them on that fourth and one, I think got it back at like, you know, the, the, the 35 or the 40. 
Um, and it just adds to the the overall theme that KOC is preaching, which was which is about be be at your best when your best is required. And I think that's also why we're winning these one score games is because this centralized theme that he's sharing, uh, the players are buying into it and it's showing in games. Oh, definitely. It's the, 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 the sudden turnaround from losing all those one score games last year to now winning all of them clearly was because of the ineptitude of, uh, Michael Zimmer and his atrocious defense. So thank goodness he's now a defensive coordinator under uh, Deion Sanders and not our head coach. Let's close out here, boys. Uh, this is Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. Andrew. And now hopefully the next time we record, we are division champs for the first time in five years. That'd be really nice. <laughs>